Greetings all, you're listening to The Hardest Word, the podcast that features real apologies from real people all across the globe. I'm Brett Dehoot. This episode is all about apologies to parents. It also marks our first apology by a Wiccan. Mom, it was never supposed to happen this way. That day in 1993 was supposed to be the day when your prodigy was born. Except that day didn't go as planned. And that girl didn't grow up to be an athlete. She didn't break records. She didn't look nearly as pretty as you had hoped. I can see that girl you imagined that I would turn into. She's pretty. Blonde hair. Blue eyes. Average height with an athletic build. This girl is confident. She did things in order. That was important to you. And most of all, she continued on your legacy as a star athlete. This wasn't the girl who skipped class or pierced her nose in the girl's bathroom. I never became that girl that would make you proud. Instead, you got a girl who found books that made her different. A girl who was trapped in her mind from the young age of six. You got a girl troubled by a panic disorder. Borderline agoraphobic. And worst of all, you got a girl who defied to be different. I always knew I wasn't what you wanted, but I tried for a while. I played soccer until 8th grade in hopes that maybe I can make myself conform into the girl that you imagined I would be, but I couldn't. I found books on magic, witchcraft you could say. I clung on to them and anything else they could read as it became my solace from the panic I continuously kept at bay. I found a friend who wanted to learn more about these books, and we were not naive. I did not think I had magical powers. I didn't believe I could cast a spell to make something happen. But I believed that there was something more to this earth. This wasn't your first inclination that I was different. I hung around the bad kids. I skipped Latin to hang out under the stairway. And I failed guitar class for not showing up. I didn't play sports and I didn't like most of my teachers. I got decent grades, and that would occasionally make you proud. Till the night you found my books and took them all away. It was just the beginning of the years of disappointment that I would ultimately bring you. I was the girl who wanted black hair, who found peace by sitting under the moon. I faced panic attacks daily, so bad I didn't understand how to cope. I remember the words you told me over and over again. Just get over it. You can't let this defeat you. And I tried to hide the need to be different. I even tried to convince you that witchcraft was just another way of seeing life. Another way to understand energy. A holistic way to heal. My attempts to talk to you were futile. You grounded me from everything from books to TV. I acted out because I was mad that I couldn't be me. I smoked pot and I slept around because I knew you would be disappointed. But I had to prove a point. Except doing those things never proved anything. I still grew up to do things differently. I grew up to love stones, sage, lunar cycles. I dyed my hair purple as soon as I was free from the hold you put on me. I put you in debt. 20,000 or so, and I didn't finish college like I was supposed to. I didn't get a great job and get a house immediately. 
I lived in crappy apartments, and I shamed myself into being something that I wasn't. It took years for me to grow, years for me to believe. To believe in myself and the magic I found all those years ago. I took my power back, and I told you who I was. I told you I was finally proud of who I was, who I was becoming, and the magic I believed in. But I still find myself with a partially broken heart. I never grew up to be the girl that you dreamed I would be. I never played sports or made you proud of me. When I think of you and all the things I could say to you, all that comes to mind is, I'm sorry. Sorry that I never grew up to be your prodigy. And most of all, I'm sorry for being me. comes to us from Amanda Stromsness in Bath in the US. And this one comes to us from the Philippines, where uh, Bernard P lives in Calamba City. And it's quite a long way away from his mother, who he's had to move away from. A lot of us have to move away from our parents for, for work, for opportunities, sometimes for self-preservation. And I dare say a little bit of all of that falls in to Bernard's situation. I wish to apologize to my mother whom I love the most. I am truly sorry that I left and never tried to come back. I know mom that you only want what's the best for me or what's the best for us. Remember? You once told me that the only thing we got is ourselves. You, me, and my brother. Dad left us when I was just two years old. And what that day happened, you thought is over. But it never was. It never was over. You fall by yourself, even if it means of leaving me and my brother and our auntie, who was abusive. We had a rough life, Mom. And we still do. Mom, I love you. And I always do. But Mom, I had to do this. I'm sorry for being gone for two years. And I'm afraid that I'll still be away for more years to come. Mom, I want you to know that I'm doing this now for myself, but for you too. Because I always have this thought that if I'm away, your life would be much more peaceful. And to me, that's all that matters. All I'm asking right now is support for my decision. Because I know it's hard to forgive a person like me. A coward. Yeah, I'm scared. I really am. Living on my own is something that I never thought that I would do in my teenage life. But here I am. I'm doing it. Just like you, Mom. Mom, I made you a song. And I hope my brother helped you understand the message of that song because I know you find it hard to understand the lyric. But it's all for you, Mom. And I hope you love it. Mom, please take care of yourself and please don't overwork. Again, I'm really sorry for everything that I have done, and I'm still disappointed to myself, and I promise to be better. I will be better. I love you, Mom. One of the fundamental human instincts is to want a good relationship with one's parents, and sometimes that requires a lot of overlooking of 
flaws and foibles and bad experiences in the past. I think this is a great example of that. It's a man, a mature man, Muhammad Azim from uh, Rawalpindi in Pakistan, who wants to begin anew with his father. Some of the stuff you might hear might make you think, oh, I don't know if that's such a great idea. But for Muhammad, that's exactly what he wants. Hi, Dad. I wanted to get something off my chest, and I had it for the past many years. It always bothers me. I can't sleep thinking about it. It's been really difficult for me lately. I feel so ashamed and disheartened for what I had done with you. I never listened to you. I know what you did for me was for my own good. And you know I was so damn stubborn and idiot and always ignored you. There are countless occasions where I let you down. People always complained about my behavior and I know it was difficult for you to withstand such a pussy son. You also used to beat me a lot and say me bad names because you wanted me to become something good in life. But at the time, I was so naive and never ever obeyed you. What haunts me most is that three years ago, you suddenly became ill and it was four in the morning and you were in real pain. Hence, I tried to take to hospital but you denied and said, Go away, you useless piece of shit. I don't need your sympathy. These words have forever haunted me and now I have come to know that I should have listened every goddamn thing you said to me. So dad, please forgive me for my mistakes. And dad, I promise you that I'll be the best son you could ever have. We'll do everything together. We will laugh, have fun, go out. But dad, just let bygones be bygones. So let's start a new life starting right now, shall we? One thing so many of our apologies have in common is a real tangible desire to start a new, turn over a new chapter. And people are sometimes almost desperate to make that point. This is no exception. Cartel Patrick joins us from Kigali in Rwanda, and he is really promising a whole new chapter to his parents, especially his dear mother. Dear mom, I'm writing this letter to apologize for my indecent behaviors. I've hurt you so much and I didn't even realize it until recently. I know you love me tremendously, but you hate the fact that I have become an alcoholic and a lazy person who doesn't think about anyone else by himself leading a miserable life whose mind is littered with unreasonable self-pity. I've done many awfully long things, but there is just one night I wish to forget. I went home drunk as usual, hardly conscious, and you were sitting and waiting for me to come home. I will never forget the expression I saw on your face when you saw me walking in. You stared at me with great sorrow in your eyes. I wasn't fully aware of what was happening, but I looked at you and I realized that she was about to cry in front of me. And I managed to avoid that sight by finding my way into my bedroom. And that's when I realized 
how my behaviors terribly affected my family, especially you. I stayed up all night thinking about it and decided to write this letter because saying these words directly to you will be a tough challenge. I want to say sorry for all the times I've lied and hurt you so badly and I can never take back what I did as much as I wish I could turn the clock backwards and make the right decisions. Mom, you've been the only one that has stuck up for me, even when Dad couldn't take it anymore. But I've put you to shame. All those times that you've told him that I will change, that I'm not that bad, and you repeatedly told him not to insult me like you used to, I have proved you wrong. Both of you have loved me unconditionally, and you genuinely cared for me. Most importantly, you've worked hard for me to never wish for anything. I really want to be the good and perfect son of your dreams, like when I was young and I looked up to you and followed your advice. I'm sincerely sorry for all the sorrow I've caused you. I'm going to show you how thankful I am to have you as my mother. I'm asking for one more chance of your trust and caring to show you that I really and truly mean what I say. I'm going to make decisions and I'm going to make good ones. I'm going to try to be the perfect person and son. I'm asking for your forgiveness for my wrongs and asking for a chance to prove to you that I can do better. Time for a a list of all the people and organizations and advertisers that are not supporting the hardest word. Squarespace, Lisa Mattresses, um, that high-tech kitty litter, various insurance companies and home security businesses. None of those are getting behind the hardest word, nor are public or even private broadcasters. Essentially, it's just you and me, dear listener. So look, all I ask for is your continued ear time, That's the phrase, ear time. And uh, look, this is me thinking of you. Subscribe. And if you've got a little time, rank it, rate it, wherever that happens. Much appreciated. I'm not going to lie to you. I sit in judgment as I listen or read every apology that comes my way. However, some apologies cut through the judgment and get to the heart. The first time you're exposed to them and such was my response when I heard Katrina Kingham's apology and you're about to hear it. She comes to us from uh, Littlehampton in England. She's a returning champion to the show and there is something about this it just typifies the self-centeredness of childhood, the fact that we just don't really know what's going on in our poor parents' lives and that sometimes if you're a good person, as Petrina clearly is, looking back at one's behaviour years later leads you to realise that you are somewhat lacking in empathy. Anyway, I dare say it'll have a similar impact on you. Right, this is a really difficult one. This is an apology to my mother who's still alive. So, you know, really I should be looking at her and doing this. Oh, she won't even remember this. I'm sure she won't. So that's probably why I need to talk to her about it anyway. 
My mum's mother was extremely unwell. She had cancer and she was dying. And it was a long time ago and it was back in the days before mobile phones. So technology wasn't so brilliant. So the main way of corresponding with people was by letter. No emails, nothing like that. And I was, I think, probably, I don't know, between 10, maybe 13. I don't know. I was pretty young. And my mum had given me a letter, obviously, you know, just a letter that she wanted my grandmother to read for me to post. And I didn't post it. I have no idea why I didn't post it. I forgot, I suppose. It just didn't seem important to me. But my goodness, looking back, that probably would have been a lifeline to my grandmother. Um, and isn't that, that's just dreadful that I just didn't do it. I didn't, didn't care. I just didn't care. Horrible child. And, and I just forgot about the letter and I, I think it was in my school bag. I was digging out my school bag about two weeks later and, um, there it was sitting, sitting in the bottom. And, um, I think my mum had asked me previously because letters, it was about a week to get there. And she said to me, did you post, did you post the, the letter to, to my mum? And I said, yeah, of course I did. Of course I did. So when I found this letter, and it, this does get worse, I destroyed it. I just ripped it up because I thought, well, I don't, I can't send it. And the reason I couldn't send it was because my grandmother had died in the meantime. Um, so she never received, oh gosh, this is upsetting. She never received the letter. Excuse me. From my mum. So I'm guessing that actually I should be apologising if I could to my grandmother. So sorry. Sorry, Graham. Time to bring this whole sorry business to a close. Thanks for listening to our apologizers. Thanks for your openness and sometimes searing honesty. You can follow the program in the usual ways. Twitter, Facebook, the web, of course. So keep tuning in. Many more episodes to come. Thanks to the hard work of Brian Wallace, our audio director. He does many things, but most importantly, he composes the music, he edits, he put together the whole sound of this program. Find out more about Brian. I have no idea what he does when he's not working on this program, but apparently there are other aspects to his life. Find out about them at dubrobot.com. D-U-B-robot.com. Oh, and in the next edition of the program, we look at Amore otherwise known as love. Okay, Brett Dehut saying farewell. <laughs>